Welcome to Subway Tours, the podcast where we talk about movies because, hey, we like movies. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm MJ. And I'm Andrew. And today we are talking about something that goes back to the beginning but ends a series while taking us all the way around through every era of a very beloved franchise. We're talking, of course, about Rurouni Kenshin, The Beginning. Yay! And according to release date, you must have already heard our first episode on Rurouni Kenshin, like a retrospective on the last four films. Yeah, four films. (laughs) So, yeah, this time we're going to focus on yes. the beginning which is the final film oh my god it's still so, I, I know, still don't understand I am so confused it's, it's a prequel I, 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 it's I the finale it's yeah. like, finale it's finale like better, finale 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 it's like better I don't, call Saul where everybody's older in the past yeah <laughs> but at least better call Saul you knew because it was going to be an extended episode and it was a different character this one it's really still about Kenshin Himura or Batusai in this case well let's go into it and with that, we go to the beginning of the podcast. guitars, <laughs> You do. You really do. I do. You always do. I do. Okay, so we all just saw Rurouni Kenshin, The Beginning, which is now streaming on Netflix. This is something, again, that we would have liked to see on the big screen, but I guess something is better than nothing. This is, of yes. course, the final, the fifth and final entry in <laughs> wait, a wait, 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 wait. The fifth and final <laughs> entry. Yeah, the beginning is the end. Ah. The end is the beginning guess- is the end. Huh? Must stay hot. Okay, okay, if you say so, so again. Okay, so let's uh, try that again. Rurouni Kenshin, the beginning is the fifth and final film of a series that started in 2012 with the first live action adaptation of the beloved anime and manga, Rurouni Kenshin. Yay! Polina ang lahat. So confusing, I swear <laughs> to God. It's so fucking confusing. <laughs> so out of fun. Um, ah. <clears throat> so, what did you guys think? This one takes us all the way back to the very earliest days of the lead character of Himura Kenshin and all the stuff that he did before the show even started. Can I can I just say that I knew what I was, you know, having have seen the original OVA, I knew what I was going to get myself into, but I still, you know, I was still surprised that I felt so heavy watching this. Yeah, dude. I, I literally finished it before recording and I... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it tiring? <laughs> it was exhausting. It was exhausting it to was watch. Very it. exhausting. Yeah, yeah, and overall, I guess a lot more serious in tone than the first four films. Um, you got a slower pace. It actually reminded me of like classic Japanese films that were just very simply framed and just static for quite some time with a lot of dialogue. And it's a little bit more dramatic with darker themes. But this was Kenshin's life also at the time. And the, the film, I think, portrayed that perfectly. And, you know, the characters are less optimistic and happy and animated. And uh, I guess it's a sign of the times. And uh, even Kenshin, you know, you don't have his cute, dumb, oh, 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 moments here. <laughs> None of like, that. I felt like in comparison to the first four movies, this was this felt more like a character study for Kenshin himself. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we, it, we, we dove in more into his reasons or rational why he behaves that way after the war. 
or in, in 10 years into the future, why it was so important for him not to kill people, the, the rational behind it. It was just insightful, I guess, about his motivations for being the hero that we all know him, know and love. I, I think yeah. that MJ hit the nail on the head when she said that it was more introspective. It took a very much slower pace because of something that we criticized about the previous three movies, not the f- previous four, but the previous three, was that a lot of the things that happen in them go by way too fast. This yeah. one takes its time, really. It mm-hmm. doesn't include everything from the OVA or the manga, but it really lets us get into the heads of the characters. And I also appreciated the, the execution because if you remember the original OVA that this is based on, it used a completely different art style from mm-hmm. the regular show. And yeah. that's also apparent in the way they executed this. This one isn't so freewheeling, cartoony, fun, zany, high energy. This one, you could release this on its own and know nothing about Rurouni Kenshin. And I think you would still get something out of it. Yeah. Yes, you would. And uh, also, I feel like it was a little bit more cinematic, but for a good reason, because it really fits the material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, and, I, and like what Misha said, it took its time. And that's just because it didn't have seasons worth of events and characters. Yes. So technically, it was the cleanest film-wise because uh, they didn't have to cram so much into it. So they yes. had that breathing room. And you really needed that breathing room because of all the dramatic things that happen in between. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you, know, you, know, you know what else I noticed about this movie is that the fight scenes were more grounded. Which also reflected the OVA. Yeah, um, in comparison to the high-energy, frantic fight scenes of the previous, the past four movies where the Kenshin would be slashing... And five people will be flying at in one in one slash. Here you see Kenshin really struggling. You know, the fights were more gritty. I wouldn't say they're they're that realistic either, but you know, they were more, they're more, definitely more grounded. They were grittier, and you felt that at this point in time in the character of Kenshin Himura's life, where he was full of anger, his his style or his aggression was reflected in the choreography of the fight scenes in this movie. And I think that same amount or like that same way of doing the fight scenes added weight to this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did. Definitely. I, would, I would agree. Because we've never actually seen, you know, in the four films that took place before this movie, which are all set after this movie, Kenshin <laughs> is no longer, you know, the Hitokiri Batosai, right? He's like this sweet idiot. No, no, he's not. He's a dork. He's like a lovable dork, he's a dork who will kick the ass of everyone in the room before they even have a chance to draw their swords. But in those, he was always making an effort not to kill anyone. Here, mm-hmm. they opened the movie with a full-on oh. blood fest. Just to let you yeah, know that he dude. is not the same guy. You are not here to have a good time with this movie. Nope. Uh, the, the you first, see... The first thing I see is he grabs the sword with his teeth. I was like, he won't fight with a sword biting down on a sword with oh shit he starts slashing people <laughs> in the yeah, biting down on the sword what the hell is this <laughs> I know and this is Kenshin taking out an entire team with his hands tied behind Literally. his back and with a sword in his mouth <laughs> in the fucking opening sequence but whoa doesn't he doesn't he like dunk a guy's head in a barrel of water and proceeds to stab him with the said sword that he was <laughs> holding with his mouth Right? Mm-hmm. I think he does that at some point. It's like, what the fuck? His teeth must, must, must be oh, super strong. Wait, I'm going to take back 
I'm gonna take back my statement about the fights being more realistic now that I think about it because of that <laughs> fucking opening scene. Well, it <laughs> was literally grounded because there was sword. no. <laughs> okay, fine. Yes. Was, was literally grounded because yes, it lumilipad. Yeah, literally grounded. You know, less wire work nga naman. That's true. In <laughs> fact, there was only like one instance of superpowers in this one and that came from Saito and it happens off screen. You just see what happens to the guys he hits with his move when like, oh. four of them go flying out the window at the same time. Oh, Saito. But then he does the arm thing first so you know it's coming. Yeah. yeah it's like, okay. oh shit. But yeah, for it, the most part, this is pretty grounded. You're right. Yeah, but it's, Saito still does his thing where he just walks while everybody is just frantically fighting around. Oh him. man, even with his crazy <laughs> ass long hair and his blue robes, you know, he's still, he's still my guy. I know, I, 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 I know he was supposed to look younger with the long hair. He just nope, looked nope. older. <laughs> Nobody looks younger in this movie. <laughs> let's, let's, get to the, let's get to the better call Saul Elephant in the room, okay? Yes. <laughs> this is like, let's talk about the reverse aging. Because like, obviously Kenshin looks older. Saito looks older. These are two characters we see in the previous films. And like... <laughs> The only one who looked of age was Tomoe. <laughs> it's because it's her first movie. I know. Um, wait, wait, no, it's the oh, second movie. She was. Well, you saw her yeah, flashbacks in Yeah, but they were taking footage they from filmed, this one for that. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm just being. That's so confusing because this so, is a yeah. sequel. I know. And okay, they gave they they gave Saito thicker eyebrows from makeup and everything. But <laughs> I just found that hilarious. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, huh, let's make you younger. Let's give you thicker eyebrows. Hey, things were tough in the makeup war. Pa <laughs> things were tough in the war. Men had bushier <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. And also, all right, here, well, at least for the most part of the movie, when we're talking about them in the in the setting of feudal Japan during the Tokugawa era, right? Yep. So they're battling and everything. So he doesn't smoke here yet. Yeah. But I thought smoking was bad for your skin. Why does he look better when he's smoking? <laughs> <laughs> for, because, like, okay. Because so he's Saito. <laughs> he's Hajime Saito. The Shinjigami police. Feudal Japan can stress you out, I guess. So the I movie so. starts with Kenshin at his assassin prime, basically. And it's showing how he is fighting on the pro-imperial forces that want democracy and to open up Japan to the world so they can catch up, you know, they can industrialize and all these things. But of course, the other side of that coin are the pro-shogunate forces, of which Saito is one, who like things the way they are with the warlords and all that crap. They don't want anything to do with the Westerners. But, you know, everybody's fighting for a new age or their right to live in it. And this, the bulk of this movie takes place it directly in relation to one single scene from the very first movie from 2012 where we learn how Kenshin got one half of the scar on his face because he was on a mission where he killed this one guy who just refused to die because he was so set on getting married to this wonderful, amazing woman. That was, he, he found the will to live, even if he'd been stabbed like, you know, 80 times. And at the end of the day, Kenshin finds himself uh, with that guy's fiance. Yeah. And things happen. Fiance. <laughs> things happen. <laughs> A lot of things happen. Very complex things happen. Yes. The the OVA that this is based on, actually, the, the, uh, the OVA that this is based on, which gave the whole backstory to the Veroni Kenshin TV show, 
has always been one of my personal favorites, to be honest. Like, I cry every mm-hmm. single time I watch that thing. Ugh, yeah, so I, 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 I cried when I saw this. You see, you know, this, this, this movie paid so much respect to the, the original source material. For sure. You know, I, yeah. I think they did a good job, job of um, translating, translating it to film, basically getting the essence of what it was I like what, um, in, in cartoon form. I like what MJ said, that um, because they don't have like entire seasons to cram into the two hour, two hour, two and a half hour running time, this is only essentially, if you want to look at it, it's only like, what, two, three episodes worth? Yeah. So there, there really was room to breathe. Mm-hmm. And personally, I heard about Tomoe, like you'd see like, <laughs> you're on, you're a kid, you're on the internet, mm-hmm. and then you research about your favorite anime. And then I learned about this Tomoe, mm-hmm. who apparently used to be Kenshin's wife. Mm-hmm. And me back then, knowing and loving the anime, I was like, no way! No! Kauru forever! <laughs> Kauru and Kenshin should be, t- they should people should ship them more you know they're so cute blah 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 that was me as a kid who is this Epal Tomoe exactly (laughs) even though I realized later on she's dead so sorry (laughs) but when I finally saw the OVA I was like oh shit (laughs) it's like oh okay yeah I get it I get it why she's seen as this pivotal figure in Kenshin's life Mm -hmm. Like young naive me was just like new, new, new. But as it like when you're a little older, I guess you realize that she's just one of the people that really shaped who he is. And without her, Kenshin wouldn't be the Kenshin that he is, and he wouldn't have met Kaoru. So it's like a more mature way of looking at it. Like there will be these people in your life who may come and go, but they will somehow shape you. And mm-hmm. Tomoe is really one of those pivotal figures in Kenshin. Oh, definitely life. the way she went back. Like she, she came and then she went. Like the way she went was like, you know, like how can you not change? Because if you're if you're Kenshin and you had this experience happen to you, how can you not change because of it? Like I mean that that series of unfortunate events that eventually led to Tomoe's fate, where you know it's like you you kill kill somebody and then you meet some you meet that some you know who was supposed to be you, you kill somebody who was supposed to get married, then you meet. That person's betrothed, who you fall in love with, and, and then that person just dies and in to, front of your and eyes. And then to add to the whole Shakespearean aspect of it, she doesn't just die; you fucking kill her. You, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then to add like a whole nother layer of it, she was only with you because she was trying to kill you in the first place. <laughs> so complex. Until everybody just fell in love with each other and forgot what they were fighting about. Aww. I, I love, I mean, like, okay, so talking about um, the characters now, you said about everybody falling in love with each other. So mm-hmm. I, just got, I, I was just reminded of the scenes, especially the scenes when they were together in that small house. They oh, lived in. Right, right. Where he was God. like learning how to use a hoe. Yeah. He was. He was. Yeah. Sorry. My, my head processed that differently. Of course it did. Same, 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 same. She fucking says it in her diary. She seems to like field work. What is wrong with you people? I know. I know, I know. I need Jesus. I know I, I need know. Jesus, okay? Shame on you. Everyone, I'm the nice one. Okay, you keep saying that, but somehow people still don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, hey. Yeah, um, talk, talking about that quaint country life that they had. So to give context, Kenshin is like uh, this super killer, right? So um, this is the point in the war where they're kind of 
losing, being raided by the shogunate wherever they would mm-hmm. have base. So um, members of the Ken- the Kenshin Rumi, that's the new people, eh? <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the new era fighters. <laughs> <laughs> where Kenshin so is with, they go into hiding. The so Kenshin. he takes Tomoe, and uh, he, um, his boss, kind of says like, "Oh, you take take her. You will be less suspicious if you live with like pretend you're married or something." Mm-hmm. So they live this quaint country life, and yes, Kenshin learns how to use a hoe, <laughs> like for digging, and he plants stuff. He farms vegetables, and it's a very traditional husband wife dynamic. But it's really it was really nice. They're kind like, of cute, like, to be honest. It, they are cute. Yeah. It warms your heart, right? And just with how warm everything is visually, mm-hmm. it's all just like gold and yellow and sun, you know, sunlight. And look, they're just like so happy. And I mean, how content would you have to be to get that kind of smile from Kenshin from like, was that a radish? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, he was growing radishes. He was growing radishes and happily holding one. It's like, I make this. <laughs> Is it just me or does it just really have a thing for radishes? Because even in the future when he's with Kaoru, that's always what he's fucking cooking for some reason. Oh, I know. He's that's what we should research. He's fucking radish whenever he comes from the market or whatever, right? <laughs> but like, I don't know. But he's, 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 he looks so happy. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the few times in this movie you see him smile. When it's a, he's holding a fucking radish. <laughs> yeah, it, it's cute. I mean, it's, it's one of the cutest things to watch. And then also, I mean... It, it, it's where it's where the heart of the movie is. It, it's yeah. it's what it's it's supposed to make you feel that way. it's supposed it's supposed to help you fall in love with the idea of these two people mm-hmm. sharing a life together, only to be stolen away because of the situation they were both in. Absolutely, I know. And you look at if you look at this scenario, and at that time during the war, this was actually the happiest Kenshin was. And it makes all the more tragic, like Anjo said, because you know how it ends. Yeah, and you know, look, he's been killing people since he was 14. That's the only thing he's ever known Jesus how to do. I, I am just gonna say this again. I, I saw the OVA. I've seen the OVA probably more than five times, maybe before as a fan. And I, I, and I knew what I was going to, you know, get myself into watching this movie. I still feel so heavy. Why? <laughs> It's not fair. <laughs> it's like we did this to ourselves. I think a big part of the success of this one versus the very, very truncated previous film, which was the final, because that one was just too jam packed. It really was. And mm-hmm. a big part of the success of this one wasn't just the fact that there was a shorter storyline to adapt for the full runtime, but also because I think that the actors really had a big play a big part to yeah. play in it because Takeru Sato yeah. who plays Kenshin he's got this down pat he can do Kenshin oh. in his sleep already at this point but he never phones it in he's always giving 110% and and, and you can see that mm-hmm. but- and also look, going to Tomoe too I mean she's a new character mm-hmm. and well technically not new because she came first before everybody else but you know what I mean so movie wise it's the first time you see her on screen you're you're confusing yourself she's just (laughs) 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 she's she's such a mysterious figure like it's she's complete contrast to Kaoru who's very outspoken and bubbly well outspoken besides her feelings for Genshin but you know she's she's very 
Yeah, yeah. But this, uh, Tomo is very different. She is traditional woman. You know, she's the type to like serve you food or assist you and as as like the wife material kind of girl talaga. But there, she has this certain air of mystery to her and you never really know what she thinks. But she has this perpetual <laughs> poker face. Like also, true to the anime, very true to the anime, but her eyes are so expressive. I was, I was going to say, it's a good thing she has that diary, otherwise we'd never know what she was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, from what I remember, that Tomoe, if I remember of the comics, was that Tomoe was always designed as like a riff on Ayanami Rei from Evangelion. So she was always going to be poker-faced and all that. It was always going to be the characters reacting around her. So um, I think that they pulled it off really in the casting. If you look at it, she's very deadpan. You're absolutely right. But when you look at her eyes, there's a lot that's going on there. There's a lot going on. It's not mm-hmm. just deadpan for deadpan's sake. And um, I think it works. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do have a bone to pick. And Anja and I were actually talking earlier. Mm-hmm. But oh, Anja and I were talking earlier before recording. And Anja put it perfectly. Like when he said, Hindi mo siya matimpla. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anja, you. Would you like to shout on your... Oh my god. <laughs> you are I'm a father. <laughs> Ganda na ng explanation mo bago tayo mag-reveal. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, I mean like the thing is with Tomoe, I said it earlier, hindi mo siya matimpla. You, you never could tell how she felt. Which is, I guess part of the experience or how you would be able to empathize with Kenshin about how he would feel towards Tomoe because you know it, this, this this them being together it was more of her unraveling herself to him because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the situation that they were in that they were kind of forced to be husband and wife to play <clears throat> the role of husband and wife the roles of a husband and wife and then eventually you know, it, to realize that she actually started to feel love for somebody she should hate Absolutely. For, what, you know, for what he did. Which is brilliant because, you know, like, if you're stuck in a, in a room where somebody you know is supposed to hate you, like, that would be the one thing you would probably feel all the time. Is you wouldn't know how that person would is feeling by the way they'd look at you unless they're they're so blatant about I hate you. It's like, well, the, you know. the movie was very clear in a month. The, the movie really hit the nail on the head and I think I said nail on the head once already in this podcast. I should stop saying that. What is it with you with nails on heads? I don't know. They need hammering. Shut up. <laughs> Wait. It's like... Where, where the, the head of the Shadow Watch literally says that love and hate are like two sides of the same coin and that coin is karma. But... Ooh, yeah. What I really liked about that sequence was towards the end of it, before the bad guy goes off for his final fight with Kenshin, who by this point is all beaten and bloody, he's like, yeah, we never needed you to tell us what his weaknesses were because like, he might not even have any. So it is always going to be easier to give him a weakness. And she doesn't say a fucking word, but it's all on her face when she realizes that she is Kenshin's weakness. She just yeah. m- melts right there. She implodes. <laughs> It's just probably one of the best scenes. So it's probably one of the best scenes in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I think why is that was because she was there to kill the guy who was helping her get revenge on the man who killed her husband because she'd already fell in love with the man who killed her husband. But she found out that just by existing and having feelings for him, that you know she was condemning him to death. Also, 
So, guys, 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 if, 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 if there are any listeners out there who think that love is love is complicated, like, try being Kenshin. <laughs> so, so fucking weird, oh, the situation he's in. Um, I, I, I gotta say, though, I, was, I said earlier <laughs> I got a bone to pick. Well, it's not really a bone. Well, like, it kind of is because I didn't feel at what point these two began to have affection for each other. Does that make sense? Because they're both so incredibly oh. deadpan. That's why people were making fun of them the whole time when they were being seen together and all that stuff. And then all you of have them, a point. It's it's not it's not as you'd see in romances that we're, they'd have this moment. Like for example, you drop something on the floor, both of you reach for it, your eyes meet, and it's like la. There's no moment like that. Hola. Their meat could be a literal bloodbath. <laughs> and Angela here says you make it rain blood. That was the meat cute. What the fuck? That was the meat cute. Na tayo sa kada lahat si Tomoe. Wala pa rin siyang facial expression. I know. Look. Okay. You can raise Eva. She's got an excuse. She's a fucking clone of a clone of a clone of a clone of Shinji's mom. What the fuck? Tomoe's excuse. She's not Tomoe. Okay, so that's it. That's it. expression. She None. doesn't give away anything, right? That's why, that's why she faints. Like, she's suppressing everything. Oh. Uh, I just, I just probably just, you know, okay. fall asleep. I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, I, I guess she, like Misha said, imploded. Imploded. <laughs> so, she's in the lobby. But can you yeah. imagine what the hell life was like in that farmhouse yeah. for these two unemotional idiots? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... like I, they just staring like, at each other over dinner. No, but I, 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 I kind of appre- appreciated the fact that there, it was more nuanced. It was so subtle how they would fall in love with each other, knowing that they're both so deadpan. You both, they both barely gave away any expression because they're essentially both very lonely characters. That is true. Which yeah. is That's why I liked true. it. Which is why my yeah. favorite scenes in this movie were always were not the fight scenes. It was essentially the scenes where we get to see them getting to know each other. How Tomoe actually appreciated him more, started falling in love with him. He was um, good with a hoe. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my she god! Liked, she noted his technique. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I a mean, good like, farmer. He was... He's not just a killer. He's he's mu- many layers. He's got many layers. Yeah, he feeds her. Yeah, radishes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I see it. Okay, Big bulbous radishes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is and how you're I the see nice it. one. I am. <sighs> Because <laughs> like there really are relationships that don't really have those big rom-com moments. True, true. There are those relationships that are just simple. Some people might think it's boring, but it's more of the consistency of the relationship and not in these highs and lows that you experience. Sometimes it's like how these married couples stay together for so long because they have a routine That's and they fair. spend every single day together. And just the sheer proximity of be uh, of you know your partner being there with you 24-7, that I feel adds to this simplicity and contentment that they have. Um, so it's not about the big moments for them. It's just like the everyday... I, I make you dinner, you 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 farm the radishes, and then I cook it, and then we <laughs> eat together, and then that's, we snuggle by the fireplace. It's so simple. Yeah, it's yesterday with that hoe. Misha is hoes, man. No, 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 no. Listen to me, listen to me. I love those bits when they're on the farm because you finally see 
where I each thought of you them were gonna say I love those hoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kenshin only had one hoe. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, you never saw a shed. <laughs> Wait, no, really. I love the day-to-day scenes when they're on the farm because you really see that they mean something to each other. Whether it's just him taking joy in preparing a meal and um, doing the chores, or her just watching him, there's a real connection there. But before they go to the farmhouse. He literally tells her, we got to go on the run, but I want to marry you for real. And she just says, yes, right away. But where'd that come from? That, that's what that I mean. Because she has an well, ulterior motive. Then he's an yeah. idiot. He should have realized that. <laughs> yes, well, she she's a very good spy. <laughs> she has an ulterior motive. And Kenshin is an idiot for not realizing that. Considering the line oh, of work really is pretty. In, she was kind of pretty, wasn't she? But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the line of work that he's in, he should have smelled a rat or something. Or a hoe. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> voila. <laughs> Lisa started all this. He was distracted by the power of radishes. Uh-huh. Well, let's talk about the third act where everything goes to hell. So. No. Okay, so. No. I'm going to walk no. out. I'm done. The pro show. No. I can't. <laughs> no. Before we get that, before we get there, I just, okay, sorry. I just had to share. Again, I need Jesus. I know that. But there's, I love this part where Katsura Kogoro, the um, uh, the leader of the Asian Shishi, basically Kenshin's boss, mm-hmm. talks to Tomoe one-on-one and he kind of sees her as a threat already because just like being around Tomoe has changed Kenshin. He's softer. Right. He's not the cold, you know, he's, he's not, not as cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So he talks to her one-on-one and at least he saw her as a threat. I mean, Kenshin didn't, that's but he Kenshin's saw her. That's why not the leader. <laughs> that's, why he's, that's why he has oversight, you know? You can see things. Yeah. But, but I love when he talks to uh, I love when he talks to her. There's a, you know, he, it's, it's kind of like a threat, a backhanded threat when he says, please don't do anything to blunt his sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking... Well, for thinking about the same swords, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. If you know what I mean. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I wanted. I wanted to give a disclaimer. Sorry, but I just like saw that line in the subtitles, and I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, how, how old are you again? <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Okay, good job. Good job. Deling, deling. Very good nice. job. Twelve years old and a podcast. Nice. <laughs> Okay. Um. Something interesting before we go to go back to 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 the beginning. Um. I- Issei <laughs> Takahashi. Issei Takahashi, the actor who played um Katsura. Katsura Kogure. Um. He was actually part of the Kill Bill cast. He was a crazy eighty-eight. One of Ooh, the yeah. Really? One of the henchmen of Oren Ishii, or otherwise known, uh, played by uh Lucy Liu. Very yeah, nice. Just I thought you guys would want to know. Very nice. He's cool. Yeah. It's pretty. It's, yeah, that's an interesting hmm. fact. Yeah. yeah. And everybody Sorry. in like Kenshin's team or like the <laughs> at least the people he interacts with really saw how different he was with Tomoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel that just adds to the layers of her being that weakness. But again, because Kenshin is like a murder bot, you know, it's like, huh, he's slightly less deadpan today, boys. 
That's He's uh, walking with a skip in his step today. <laughs> maybe, maybe he got his sword sharpened. Oh, mm. look at you. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Let's go to the third act of the movie where everything just goes to shit. So, Kenshin and Tomoe have Bye. been living their happy farmer life. <gasps> I refuse to talk about this. Katsura Kaguro comes over and tells him, Yo, we got Seeking spies. You know, we, we're not sure who it is, but stay on your toes. In the meantime... Sell some stuff so you don't look so suspicious just living out here with your hoes. Don't be suspicious. Did he sell his radish? So basically, everything comes to a head because Tomoe, who was asked to try and find out what Kenshin's weaknesses are, ends up being his biggest weakness because he has fallen don't, for her don't, hard. Don't. Because the fake marriage that he was told by his boss to get into, of course he didn't listen. He got a real marriage because, hey, why not? But now, the Shadow Watch, the pro-shogunate forces are moving in and they want Kenshin to be at his absolute worst, having just found out that his wife was trying to kill him all along. And Kenshin is picked apart one by one by Shadow Watch forces as he tries to make his way to their lair. I mean, what do you got? I mean, you start off by reading someone's diary, Mm -hmm. asshole. (laughs) You don't do that. His boss told him to do it. But, you know, his boss also (laughs) told him to pretend to get married, but he got married. So I don't know. It's a funny time to start listening to your boss. I wonder if uh, (laughs) that boss you said who was smart, who had, you know, that, 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 that nature to kind of like smell a rat. I wonder why he decided to make him read it, you know, knowing that he might get distracted. That's well, how did he know he has a di- she has a diary though? Hmm. I'm hmm. Hmm. Huh. Do all Japanese women keep a diary? That's maybe something cultural. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Kaoru didn't, or did she? Maybe they beat it you up. Never and know. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, we suck at our jobs. <laughs> I mean, we all just, just saw this movie. No, really. I, I was I was always, at the time I was watching, I was like, how do you know if she had a diary? That's true. That's true. And why would she be dumb enough to leave it in the house? Mm. You know, her diary, like, her diary isn't even the smallest drawer. thing. It's like No, huge. it's not. <laughs> it's huge. She has lovely handwriting. She though. does. It's like straight up yeah. calligraphy. Like she didn't make a single mistake. Not that I can yep. read Japanese. It just looked very tidy. It looks so pretty. And that, yeah, that not... diary is pretty important because it shows up before again. In the final. It shows up again before. In the... <laughs> it You're confusing up, yourself. It shows up again before in the final, before, which came before the it, beginning. It shows up again oh before God. the beginning in the final. It goes to Inishi. Inishi gets it at the end. That's what he's reading in prison at the end of the previous movie that comes after this. Boom. That's still a mouthful, though. That means still is a mouthful. Okay, everybody, I think Misha deserves a round of applause for trying Yay. to explain it that way. Yay. 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 You need a fucking time machine to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, but yeah, he's uh, fucking heartbroken after reading that diary. He really. He is, is ruined. I mean, fine. I see why he read the diary, but I, I'm, I see why he should have. But I don't know. It's just me. Maybe his boss having... could have lent him a couple of guys as backup. You know, because you know, you just broke yeah. your right. heart. Oh, you really think he's up for a job like this? Exactly. After, like the after first after thing he does after heart, finding out, he goes no. out, he gets stabbed straight away. Come on. He gets shot by arrows. He gets hit by trees. He gets felled by logs. You know, he's not in a good state. Ooh, I, I actually li- liked that, um, that whole like uh, tree forest trap thing. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I know. They must have been setting it up for weeks while he was just playing farmer. <laughs> How did <laughs> he not notice? Horse? He's like, hey, wh- what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> 
He's playing with his host, man. As you plain, as you put it plainly earlier, he was playing with his host. Yeah, but oh. there's some guys playing with wood over there. That could get his attention. Oh my god! <laughs> Forestry work. Yummy Jesus. Okay, so yeah, Kenshin is getting beat to shit because he does not have the will to live, but he's still stumbling. He's still stumbling forward to Moe. I, I, I liked it. I liked that though. Like you, you would it. see the that difference. Was, was you great. would yeah. see how he was. He was literally just so sloppy compared to his other fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no precision. Like he was so precise in the beginning, and then you, and then you see him in the, the climactic fight scenes where he's just you know lumbering, you know, meandering and lumbering around, and kind of dragging his body. It just shows you how, how heartbroken he was about finding out his wife was the traitor. You know, yes. And you could you could it's 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 huge contrast to how we're used to seeing Kenshin, and that just adds to the factor that oh shit, this really done him in, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, Tomoe is facing off with the big bad. She fails in her attempt to murder the guy. And he wants to kill her man with her watching. Oh. What can we talk about with this scene? How did it hit you? Fuck! <laughs> like, like a wall of bricks. Mm-hmm. Like how Ayoshi ended in the last movie. <laughs> oh my god, One of the most badass fighters in the in the in the anime, you know, gets taken down by a fucking wall. Yeah. No. (laughs) Seriously, though, that was that really added to how heavy it all was. Also, the fact that it was snowing. It's also cold and. You know, mm-hmm. you mean it's not, more cinematic this way if there's blood on the it snow. It is, <laughs> it is, it really is. But it, like again, I'm gonna say contrast for the nth time because mm-hmm. this is so different from his happy times. Oh yeah, his happy times are all warm tones mm-hmm. and like sunlight. This is like overcast, just white, gray, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. color theory, palang parang oh. So they got they took a. Play from Zack Snyder's playbook. Zack Snyder, ko John. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> gray, you know, monotone. That's the color grading. Nila. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mas maganda naman to. <laughs> that is true. No, but um, executionally, you're both right. Because like, look at it. Everybody, everything is muted. The color palette is completely muted. Um, similar to the way the OVA was done. Versus the anime show, which is bright popping, you know. Five primary colors, like Kenshin wears a red kimono. Yeah, he wears like this bright outfit, right? On the regular, even his hair was brighter in that. And you know, the entire cast is made of primary colors, you know. But in the OVA, everything is muted, everything except for Tomoe for the most part, you know. Her color palette is what, like, like, uh, like, 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 sorry, bright, bright, like a bright, bright, bright pink, like close to white. It's more like purple, uh, violet purplish because her. Um, she was always depicted before as having that plum perfume. Ah. So it fits in with her character. So you could probably argue, and I don't know if I'm reaching, right? But maybe the fact that Tomoe is the only spot of color for the bulk of this movie is because that's that's how he sees her in this horrible, oh, in this horrible, horrible world that he lives in. I don't think that's a reach. I think that's a, it's a very good representation of what he is and how important she was to him. Oh, which is why it was more painful. More but she becomes muted and desaturated, same as everybody else. 
after he finds out her secret. Oh. If you watch it again, like she because she blends in already by the time that the final showdown thing is happening because she oh. is just as corrupt as everybody else in this fucking movie. Oh, I feel heavier than I first did <laughs> after watching the movie. I'm done, guys. I'm not gonna finish the session. Good night. I'm just saying. People suck. The thing that makes this fucking movie work is because number one, you're right. The second thing, Mm -hmm. the treatment is just fan fucking tastic because they're not in a hurry and they're taking the time to present it properly. From a visual standpoint, it's fucking gorgeous. You know, this is like a classical Japanese samurai movie that Mm -hmm. you know that 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 is happy. To let the film breathe, to take its time and let the characters grow. And I think the fact that it leads to all those fun, crazy situations that we love from the show later on, that just adds even another layer to this one and to the tragedy of of, of Kenshin who, and who he ultimately is. But the way she died, let's talk about that. Why does it get worse? <laughs> it can we just... keeps getting worse. So the only <laughs> color in his miserable just... fucking okay, life bye. is now <laughs> part of his world of murder and lies and subterfuge. Uh, uh, and he doesn't have the will to live. He's getting the shit kicked out of him. What were you guys, you know, what was going through your head while you're watching this? I knew what was going to happen. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's the like shit watching that part. It's like, I, I knew it was like coming. Shit too. But then, it's how it's supposed to end. You just have to accept it with a heavy heart. Um, just for the record, it takes a few liberties from the manga and from the anime, the OVA version, in that the number of opponents is lessened. There's le- um, the dude with the chain isn't there anymore. So it's more a series of one-on-one fights rather than you know. Um, this big grand anime battle, which you might be expecting. So it's it's more intimate on that level. And that really lets you see that he's in a shit state because he could wipe the floor with these guys 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. before his heart was broken, right? Mm -hmm. And And now a single guy was a struggle for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we've all been there, not literally, but you know, we got our hearts broken. We feel like shit. We can't function. So it's totally understandable. Like even for a fighting killing machine for Genshin Himura, it just shows that he's human. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, if you want to get technical about it, he should be somewhere between the ages of 15 and 19 at this point. Oh, right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so like, he's not even grown up enough to process his emotions proper on a regular day. What more on this day? Oh my goodness. Huh. Okay, something also about that scene, how Tomoe dies. So big bad boss guy wants her to watch mm-hmm. him kill Kenshin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she loves him. She steps in, steps <clears throat> in the middle, gets slashed. By Kenshin. Gets by, murdered. By Kenshin. By her love. By yeah. Kenshin. Mm-hmm. By her husband. Killed. By the guy yeah. farming... Farming radishes. Yeah. The one who makes dinner. Aww. And I love that when that moment happens, the last thing you hear is the slashing of the sword and the scene goes completely silent for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That added so much gravity to it. You see her fall in slow-mo. You feel her. You see her still expressionless face after she gets stabbed. <laughs> slow-mo, you see the <laughs> Slow-mo, slow-mo. <laughs> Slow mo. Like that sounds like a slow mo. Slow mo. But yeah, everything just happened so slow and dramatically. I'm sure when it happened in real time, 
it was all so fast because mm-hmm. he never was able to like even sense her coming and and um he just slashes but her she, in half she, but she doesn't realize for this, that he stepped, for this she moment in, right? for this moment it's like the world stops it yes. could literally just have yeah. happened in like one second but you feel it stretch on forever because that's how it felt just silence was it, wait, and that gravity was, was it was she really dead man when he slashed her because I remember yes. that, like, my chest seized up because the camera was, like, right here looking at her, directly at her face as the blade hit. And yeah. I was like, oh, I, I, I thought she had some facial expression, but yeah, okay. Her eyes did. <laughs> you saw it all in her eyes. And you know, <laughs> but yeah, she you was. Know crazy? It was so well, it was so impactful and so well, well, I don't know if it's well staged, but that part, that part was well shot because I'm still a bit dodgy on the where did she come from that nobody noticed her and why didn't she just attack that guy from behind but never mind well um, she was blending in diba sabi mo nga muted eh. wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding she was not camouflaged but the, the thing is that from the second the sword hits that is just goddamn tragic I like the wide shot yeah the wide Beautiful. shot of the wide the wide shot of her just Falling, you know, after yeah, of her falling was just gorgeous, painful, painful to watch, but it was probably one of the more beautiful scenes in this movie. I didn't even care was, about the bad guy anymore. I just wanted to know if she yeah. was okay. I love my own. Yeah, you knew she, she wasn't okay. I knew she wasn't okay, but I wanted her to be. <laughs> oh, I wanted yeah. her to be okay. I, I honestly, this, yeah, I, the bad guy wasn't even a factor. You wouldn't even care who the bad guy was because all you cared about was Kenshin and Tomoe. Exactly. And I love how they they didn't even bother. Like, after she died, you go to Kenshin mourning over her body. And they just end the scene there in a wide shot of him cradling her dead body. And maybe the, the other guy just lying on the side injured. But they don't go back to that. They just cut that scene and go to the future in a, like like a day later. In the and, war. Yeah. No, not, not in the war. In the one where... Um, ah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. And, and back, back to, back to his over. house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it just goes there and he says, oh, like the, the guy's dead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, usually in movies, you'd want to see the, the guy actually die and not have someone tell you. Yep. But this is one one instance that it's okay because you don't care yeah, about that's not him. Important. You know, you, yeah. you care about not that guy. You care about Kenshin and Tomoe. Really, you do. Yeah. I think also she he got his closure in that jump, in that scene after the jump where his boss also realized he his boss also tells him that they found out the real traitor. Mm-hmm. Who the who the real traitor and was. And they're right? sending Shishio after that guy. Mm-hmm. But they didn't yeah, really but, name Shishio. But you know he's the one who replaced Kenshin on the job anyway, so Yes, yeah. but the twisted version I, I of Kenshin. Have a, I, I need to ask though, because the previous movie that takes place after motherfucker, <laughs> the <laughs> Rurouni Kenshin, the final, which comes before the beginning, but is set after <laughs> the show that comes after the beginning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that movie is based on the journey, the revenge journey of Inishi, who is Tomoe's brother. Who is actually is in this movie here? for like five minutes? I know. He's here for like five than, minutes, not even. More but like five seconds. What I don't understand <laughs> is why they introduced him only to get rid of him, like, you know, in less than five minutes. When one of the big, big driving factors behind his quest for revenge is that he, in the manga and in the OVA, 
he actually saw Kenshin swing that sword that killed his sister. But because he didn't have the context, he thought he did it on purpose. And it, it was the shock of that that turned him into an anime character. His hair turned white, his eyes turned blue. <laughs> he started dressing up like a Naruto cosplayer because he saw this guy kill his big sister. And the funny I shapes. don't understand why the movie decided to not include that when they had an entire movie about how angry he was at Kenshin. Maybe the filmmakers assumed that we all saw the final before we saw the beginning. Yeah, we would have, but that's not that the point. That sounds the point, stupid, you're taking sorry. Away, like his main motivation, <laughs> it would mean more if he actually yeah. witnessed it the way he did in the, in the books and in, in the OVA. That, that is a good question and I have no rebuttal or no way to justify yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it would have tied being the devil's advocate here… Go, please. It would. It really it would, would. But… Okay, this is not… It's not a defense or more more of like an excuse for that. But I'm not defend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're angry at someone, there's a detail you don't know. You don't know the whole story. Yeah. You can be irrationally angry at somebody. Yeah. So Anishi not seeing how it all happened kind of adds to the context of why he was so broken in the final, which came before when he <laughs> finally reads his sister's diary. Right, right. And that's that's just that's just my rationalization. But you know, for me, it would give more of. I mean, I get where you're what you're saying. Where you know, not seeing it, he doesn't have all the details. He needs to fill in the blanks of the diary. But for me, I think it would have made it even more of a driving factor for him to learn yeah. all those things that he learned to get revenge on the man who killed his sister. If he actually witnessed it, even if he only saw. Yeah, the, I see your point. Only if he's like, if he saw only the the latter half. The actual slashing, which is kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he thought that it would happen on purpose. It would have been cool. Yeah. Because I see your point. And this brings up the entire problem with the beginning being the last movie. <sighs> we needed this to come before the final, which was the previous <laughs> movie. Because this movie provides all of the context for, for the final. revenge journey in the final. If, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we needed the beginning to come before the final because right. they released the final before the beginning. Right. So now the finale <laughs> is the beginning and the beginning, the end is the beginning is the end. So, come so on. I'm so tired. <laughs> and, and, and you know yeah. what Anjo said earlier, right? It's like they actually have flashbacks to his life with Tomoe in mm-hmm. the final. But because the movie had specifically never shown, the movie series had never shown Tomoe before in her face, never shown her face because they didn't cast her yet. You know, we didn't have an emotional attachment. We didn't care why Inishi was mad. We had no yeah. context. Yeah. This should have come first so that we could have ended on a high with our new anime family, you know, with our friends where everybody learned yeah. the lesson and we're all better for it because we are not dictated. We are not defined by the sins of our past. That would have been a great way to end it. Not that I didn't I, not that I didn't dislike the, the final, which came before the beginning. <laughs> it's just that really my, my yeah, I mean like my only complaint is the the releasing. It would have meant more if movies. we knew everything. Yeah. Yeah. It would have added so much more weight yeah. to the you know the the drive or the motivation yes. of the character of Inishi. I mean like because yeah, you're, you're flashing back to things that we haven't seen yet. So why should we care? Yeah, exactly. because, I mean like 
also which 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 is in relation to what Nisha's issue is the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting confused now. So I'm, I'm go- Are we talking about the beginning of the beginning or the beginning of the final? The beginning or the, the beginning. movie that is the beginning. We're talking about the climactic scene, which is at the end of the beginning. Okay, there. So anyway, okay, so this is you know, in addition to what Nisha mentioned about the beginning not showing Inishi witnessing the latter half of that fight where where Himura actually kills up kills Tomoe right. and we see him in the final reading her diary i guess he's so heartbroken because he finally understood why his sister did that yeah and that's fair mm-hmm. so yeah. imagine if we saw all of this happening before we saw the final yeah exactly sorry yeah. I, I just need i just need you guys to bear but with me and help me note, <laughs> this is so hard because of the titles but on that note I, I, I got a question because this movie ends perfectly as a book with a book end to the beginning of the very first movie from 2012. <laughs> There's so much beginning. I know. <laughs> I know. But it ends at the, the, the climactic battle that eventually leads to the Meiji era of modernization of, of what we now know as, as Japan. And they actually reused a lot of footage from that very first movie. So it's actually kind of jarring that when you get to the book <laughs> end at the end of the, the beginning, fuck. When you get to the end of this movie, <laughs> which shows, you know, which shows the ultimate battle where Kenshin's rebels, you know, are able to secure that new industrialized democratic future. And Saito, the Shinsengumi, they realize that they're on the losing side, that they've lost the battle, and they put all put their swords down. And Kenshin decides he's never going to kill again. Everybody is n- essentially nine years younger than they were in the rest of this movie. <laughs> and it really yeah. shows. It really shows. <laughs> it oh, really yeah. does. I was like, ah, Saito lost lines. Oh so God. did Kenshin. They lost lines nope. in their face. He didn't lose lines. He just started smoking. <laughs> smoking is good, kids. Smoking makes you younger, <laughs> children. <laughs> Maybe I should start smoking I, again. No. <laughs> but to be honest, please. I, that was a joke. Wait, please take it as a joke. I got issues. Sabi ni Saito hindi eh. Wait, wait, wait. That's not I, what his face said. Wow. <laughs> No, I mean, I got issues with the chronology, sure. And the release sequence, fine, no worries. But I like the final shot of this, where it's the sword that Kenshin walks away from to become the mm-hmm. dork that we all know and love later on. That was a great way to end it. So, I don't know. Yes, they couldn't resist the bookend. That's why they released it last. I don't know. I personally would have enjoyed it as the order we all want. Like, first three, the beginning. Then the end, just so we're not so fucking confused. Right. So you'll do one, two, three, then the beginning, then the final. Yes. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it. Because anyway, like what we tried to explain in the last episode was that uh, this might have been from a marketing standpoint. Like, oh, just so you remember the characters from the first Mm -mm. three. Yeah. Because it's been nine years since the last one, Tamaba, or nine years since the first one. It's been a while yeah, since the, first the last one. The one came out in 2012. The last one came out in 2015. Yeah, yeah so it's been a while. Wow. So people are like, oh, maybe they need a refresher. Actually, we don't. Yeah, you're right. We don't really need it because these are characters, like, if you're that invested in watching the end <laughs> after. <laughs> The first three, yeah. which ended yeah. with The Legend Ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But oh my it didn't God, I really forgot that there. the third movie is called The Legend Ends. 
So wait, okay, 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 let's do this. It's no, 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 let me finish my thought first. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Because we're gonna get confused. Okay, go. So if you do plan to watch the, let's just call it the OAV art, okay? Let's call it the OAV art. If you are that invested in these characters to watch the OAV art yeah, anyway, yeah. then you wouldn't mind going to Kenshin's beginnings before you get to the happy ending and get reintroduced to all of these characters right. that were given to us in the right. first three films. That's right. Because like, yeah, you'd be a fan either way. And even if you just started off with the beginning and then just worked your way through chronologically, it would still make sense. But it's just so important for the beginning to be before the end just so it's not so fucking confusing. And so the emotional emotional arc is more linear. That's true. Yep. That's absolutely yep. true. Because you look, at were... the, you look at the fight scenes of the movie that came before this one, which is the, the final. final. Yes. <laughs> Look at the fight scenes. Remember, we were talking about how how Saito he meanders while everybody's frantically fighting around him. No, I'm just saying all the oh, side okay. characters, aside from <laughs> Yoshi. I'm sorry, that's Deng's favorite, but he's fucking dead. You know, that thing fell on him. Um, he was die. He, was, he, he didn't die. Okay, Fine, just, you he know, got horribly mangled by a wall. <laughs> when you put it that way, it's so pathetic. Shut up! <laughs> I already forgot about that. Don't remind me. Fuck you. Okay, wait. No, no, no. I'm just saying that aside got from Yoshi, for the most part, the side characters all got like their time to shine in that previous movie. It felt like a victory lap. It was rewarding. It was rewarding our love for them by fan servicing the shit out of it by showing them all being badass. Even um, exactly. What was her name? Uh, Misao. Misao was awesome in How that movie. How could you forget my favorite? Right? Right? One of my How favorite could awesome. you fight scenes? How could you? The one who's a boy in the English dub. Smalalim pa bosses yung Kenshin. Tutoyan. But yeah, I mean, it felt like a victory lap. It felt like a reward for our love of those characters. Which, you're right, it would have been more impactful if it came after this dark origin story so that we ended on a high note. And even if people would say, okay, first three movies, and then you suddenly give us this really very different movie from the first three. It's very, it's very, it's not as action-packed, it's very slow, it's dramatic. But it's something you need to go through to really appreciate the final so even if it is just like jarring to go from the first happy, colorful three with the whole yep. with the whole family yep. into this, yep. like it just takes you on a more deep journey. That's true. So parang so parang kahit medyo it, it's different. Like fans might say like, oh, it's so depressing. It's so different from the others. But it most important yung context. Eh. Mm-mm. Like this is his life, eh? And you better must get smosha. Then, then yeah. we get to the rewarding yeah. end. Yeah. And then we get to the closure. Yes, because so that's where he's Even if it's so he different, it's something. Yeah. It, it's yeah, like it's something you have to na, sit through. Mm-hmm. He had to go through a tragedy to get to where he's at. Yes. Diba? <sighs> it sucks. Like everybody has to do it. Fucking like Superman had his planet blown up. Uh, I don't know about. You know, Captain America loses himself in time. And then you have Kenshin Himura who loses the love of his life by his own hand. That's heavy. You know? That is heavy shit. Yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely needed a palate cleanser after that. Yep. So mm. would have been nice to see but the again, end, okay. the actual end after this. It, not it, before would have been, it would have been nice and sensible to put the beginning before the final. Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. They're just fucking with us at this point. We're, we've come, we've mm. more or less come to the end of the show. 
So I need you guys to wrap up. What are your final thoughts on the film? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Tomoe said. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's brutal, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. I don't want to even follow up to that. It's okay. She didn't <laughs> say anything it. after that. No, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so here. It, okay. Final thoughts. Uh, if you are a fan of the original anime and the OVA, then you should definitely watch this. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a re- it's it's a really good reiteration of the story or translation of the anime into film. You know, the anime itself was a good um, reiteration of the manga. But this is this just does justice to the source material. It's so well written. Like the character of Kenshin Imura is so fleshed out. You wouldn't even care about mm-hmm. the other characters except for, you know, except aside from him and Tomoe. But you just really want to, you know, it helps you get to know or internalize the character of Kenshin Imura and why he behaves that way after this point in his life. So I would say mm-hmm. yes. Like especially if you're a fan, of course you're gonna go watch this movie. Like I was. Like, I I mm-hmm. I, I think I, I knew what I, I was getting myself into. I knew I would get my heart broken again. Mm-hmm. I still watched it though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, personally, I think that technically speaking, this is the tightest one out of all the movies. Because again, like we said, it didn't yes. cram too much into it. It was simple. It was cinematic. It had so one te- story to go through. Yeah, technically know, it with. was the cleanest film-wise and out of the bunch, not as jarring in terms of like how many events. But it's definitely not the most fun. It was not fun. <laughs> it was not no, fun. it's not. Not fun. Come on, be honest <laughs> about it. It's not if you're looking for fun, just watch the other movies. Because yeah. this is fucking heavy. This is yeah. fucking watch depressing. The first three. But it's, those are fun. Yeah. Well, actually, but this is fun. a journey you gotta go through. Yeah, it's something you gotta get through if you really yeah. want to see the, what's know, the, going on in Kenshin's head while he, uh, why he's on this journey for redemption and not killing anymore mm-hmm. because this made such a huge impact on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, technically they've gone more dramatic with it with parts with no score or like complete score like also with like the sequence with Himura killing a room of people with no sound just the score when you know there's actually screaming Mm -hmm. in that scene and then you see blood splatter on the flower pot or something that was so fucking cinematic yes I think this (laughs) is probably you know in addition to what you said I think it's also more the more focused the most focused mm-hmm. one. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It was. For... And oh, sorry. if you really love Kenshin and the whole story arc, it's something you really need to sit through for you to understand. And maybe you'll forgive the world music at the end of it. <laughs> okay. I, I believe I believe the world music just appears in modern times. The, in, in, in relation to where Kenshin has... It does. Yes, yes. In relation to the present day oh, man. Kenshin. It does. Yes. I mean, like, you know, she dies, she sets his house on it's fire. It's the same bone to pick. And then the world music yielding starts. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate it. I, I still like, hate it so no, much. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, you, no matter how sad or how heavy this movie was, I was like, okay na lahat. Consistent na. Bigla na lang narinig ko yung world music. I was like, okay. Bakit? Okay. 
genuinely would have i mean i genuinely would have liked for this to have come before the previous movie yeah if only to give context to what the whole initiate thing was about i would have been more forgiving for that movie glossing over a lot of things if we knew exactly where everybody was coming from first and i, I would have enjoyed it more if we ended it on a note with him and his new life and becoming the per- and being the person that we know that he already is and it just seems a bit you know, of a step back to end it right before the first movie. But I also understand why they probably thought that it was necessary. But all mm-hmm. things considered, I will stand by the fact that overall, this series and this film in particular could very well be the best live action translation of an anime, manga, or OVA that I've ever seen. Yeah. So on yep. that note, whatever order you decide to watch the last two movies in, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. They change yeah. a few things. They they add, they subtract a few things. But overall, it's incredibly faithful to the source mm-hmm. material. And it's totally worth checking out. Yeah. So that has been our discussion on Roni Kenshin. The fu- the fu- oh my God, no. <laughs> on the last Kenshin movie. That's, that's how or the movie ended <laughs> or began. But we have the whaling. Oh my god, yes. So, so question, question. You, you like my Marvel one. Okay, Why don't you so like this background? This. I'm gonna power uh, through this. Screw you guys. Okay. I have a question. Oh, wait, wait. I have a question though. The world, does the world music signify an era in Kenji's life? Maybe, I guess. This is the end of the beginning. It signifies him burning the corpse of his beloved as he walks away to form a new Japan. Wait, if he burned her corpse, what? Who's? Well, did they bury her in that grave that Kenshin and Karu visited at the end? Oh my Maybe god! Maybe like the ashes right. of the house Who and the, the corpse. Who put her in a grave? I thought she was in the house. I thought it was like no, Uba's Lola, where she walks away from the burning house. And what? that is a deep cut. And that's why nobody <laughs> fucking believes I'm straight. Bubas Lola, puta. from Rufa, Tinta. What the fuck? You know I'm right. <laughs> and now, you can never unsee that. I'm going to wait for somebody to dub a version of Tension walking away from his burning house with that audio. I'm done, guys. <laughs> and with that, we're done with the episode. Isha, hindi kasi simpleng dalaga pinag-uusapan. I'm done. Oh my God. Thank you for listening to our episode on Rurori Kenshin in the beginning. Please follow us on Facebook, Sub Tours. We like movies. And on Instagram, Sub underscore Tours. We have been your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm MJ. I'm I give up. I'm MJ. God. I'm That's That's Booba, guys. Someone laughing right now. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 and we'll see you all in our next episode.